Welcome international students and educators to a special year-end episode and this is the last episode of our season 2 Landing CPT, OPT and H1B Jobs A career guide for international students brought to you by ICAA I'm your host Quan Siegel As we look back on this roller coaster of the year one thing stands out when times get tough having a strong support system is key to getting through it right and today i'm super excited because i've got two awesome expat sopener friends here with me nana and mignashi nana minashi thank you so much for joining me today and to kick off um, could you please introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners nana let's start with you Hi, I'm so happy to be here I'm in your show and it's the last show of the year. So my name is Nana Pat. You can call me Coach Nana. So I specialize in helping executives and teams thrive in uncertain times and rapid changing business landscape. So I help leaders with the strategies and new mindsets needed to navigate and excel in ambiguity. So happy to be here and I'm excited to be sharing my thought and experience and ups and downs with you. Awesome. Your work is so important, Nana. Thank you for being here. And now, Mignashi, we'd love to hear your story too. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Quan. Thank you for having me here. And it's lovely to share space with you and Nanopa and sort of share our experience here as expat solopreneurs here in the U.S. My name is Meenakshi Ayer, and I come with a 25-year interdisciplinary career in uh, technology adoption and people development in India and in the U.S. And over the last four years, I've been focused on serving as a personal agility, self-leadership and change leadership coach. And I'm the founder and principal of North Star Solutions and Services, LLC, where we partner with executives and organizations in unpacking leadership at the messy middle. And we're going to get into that a little bit during our conversation. But my the reason I chose to call it the messy middle and focus on that is in my experience and research, the mid-level segment in most organizations are, while they bring the most value, they are not always as supported when it comes to their learning and development and professional development needs. And that's what I focus on. So I focus on partnering with mid-level leaders, women in technology, and folks like us who speak English as an additional language in their people and change leadership journeys. Lovely to be here. And thank you once again, Pan, for sharing space with us, hosting us. Of course, your work is so crucial as well. You know, I'm so thrilled to have you two with me today. And before we dive into our conversation, I want to take this moment to share with our listeners why I'm so excited about having Nana and Nachi on this podcast today. Because in this journey of navigating the ups and downs of the year, these two incredible friends of mine have become more than just guest speakers today. They are my integral part of my own support system. And uh, today's episode is not just about the interview, it's the conversation, it's a celebration of the strength that we comes together here from our genuine connections. So Nana and Magnashi, thank you again for being my support system throughout the year. Let us dive into our conversation and explore the importance of having a support system in the world of Sopener. We all, th- three of us are expat, not just 
you know, solopreneur, but we are expat as well, coming from a different countries and now in the U.S. Maybe we before we kickstart the first question, can you share with us a little bit where you are calling from? Minashi, where are you calling in from right now? I'm based in Virginia on the east coast of uh, the U.S. Awesome. Awesome. And where are you originally from? I'm originally from India. I moved to the U.S. Mm -hmm. 15 years ago now. Yeah, I moved here in 2008 wow. as an accompanying spouse. Amazing. What about you, Nana? So I'm based in Novi, Michigan. It's close to Detroit mm -hmm. and originally from Bangkok, Thailand. And I have been in the U.S. since end of 2014. So it's almost, yeah, almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. But yeah, still counting. Same timeline with me. We're from the same country, same timeline. But one interesting fact is that, is that we never met each other before. We got connected uh, just a few years ago. Mm. I think just right before the pandemic hit, I believe at, you know, around 2019, right, Nana? Yeah, just so surprising, you know, how, how things happen, how life turns out. Okay, now I have, you know, some interesting questions to ask you too. In a year filled with its fair share of hurdles, like 2023, can you share a specific challenge you faced as an expat solopreneur and how your support system played a role in overcoming it? Nana, can you start with this? Sure. Being a solopreneur itself is quite a lonely journey and it seemed like, okay, well, I, I, I feel like I have it all, but then I don't. So it's more like when you move two steps forward and three, three steps backward all the time. Mm -hmm. So this is a journey that, you know, if, if I can just feel like I'm, I'm ahead, but then again, I feel behind that, so, you know, the constant feeling like this. Right. And then when I, I am, I can't get ahead without the support system for sure because the feeling that i have is not alien to any other entrepreneur or solopreneur it is the same feeling that many of us share and you can't avoid feeling lonely you can't avoid feeling mm. like you're not there yet because it's a journey also you can't avoid comparing yourself to the other people who's already successful as well, right? So that's why support system has been so, so important because when you share, it's like, oh, I have done that too. Oh, I feel like that too. Oh, this is something that I have done. Have you tried it yet? Right? So it's something that help, like, and then you know, become a community, become help with the feeling of, oh, you're not alone in your journey, even though you are doing your own business, building your own business and journey, you're not alone in this entrepreneurial journey, right? So uh, the support system helped with my mental strength and also helped with the, a few strategies as well. So that has been a great journey when, when I have the support. Without support, I don't think I can come this far. Excellent. You're so right. You know, it's not just about the strategy. It's not about just about how to. It's that mental strength too, which is even more important than the strategy because strategy can be changing all the time, but the strength from within is so important. And Mignashi would love to hear your thoughts on this question too. Yes, I could I I could relate to so much of what Nanapat shared just now. Uh, so all of that I, I've experienced as well, particularly this year. 
Uh, the one other thing I would add to it, and I think that comes from the dimension of us being expats here in the U.S., is uh, not having those networks to start with or having difficulty in, in getting into, in penetrating some of these networks where folks like us can find our ideal clients and you know do the impactful work that we know we have the capability and the capacity to do. So I think that has been, that's been a challenge that I have experienced it, particularly this year. Awesome. You're so right. I think three of us, you know, have similar kind of purpose, right? Our work is not just like transactional, you know, I trade this one, you pay me this one. We more like want to create impact. And having the support system will help us figure out how we can continue doing what we want to do and creating impact and also make a living as an entrepreneur as well. All right. Now let us move on to the next one. We all know building a support system, strong support system is so crucial. Can you please share a story about how a particular connection or mentorship has influenced your entrepreneurial journey? Some example would be great. Minashi, would you like to start? Yeah, certainly. Uh, It was hard for me to just line up one example because I think like how all three of us met and the energy that we gain from our conversations and our camaraderie, right? So there's, there's several like that. When I had to sort of work hard to pick one, I think this comes to my, what comes to mind is my experience from actually last year. Yeah. 2022, a dear friend, um, and she, I consider her a mentor as well, especially when it comes to my business. Um, and she's also an expat, but she's been here in the U.S. longer. And she opened the door for me for my first corporate client because this was something that she was not able to serve the client at the time. The timelines didn't work out. They had been in talks for more than a year. And then uh, and she had uh, attended my first talk at the Women in Agile uh, launching new voices so that I, you know, I, was a, I was a mentee in that program. And she had attended my talk. It was a seven minute talk where I was mentored by other folks in the women in agile community. And that's how we had connected. And that was more than, that was in 2020. So I also want to do a sidebar here. This goes to show how good things take time to happen. And you never know about the kind of impact you're leaving on someone. That's what I learned from that experience. So anyhow, so when she reached out to me and, and she asked me if I was available and if I was interested in this program that she was no longer able to support. And that became my first corporate client and it was a huge success. And I designed and developed and delivered my, what has now become my flagship program, which is Unpacking Leadership. It's a a immersive uh, 12 week, three month long program aimed at mid-level leaders. And and I was so, fortunate and grateful for this experience because this is my ideal client you know it's a technology company and the training the investment was made by the cto's office and that's the kind of work that i want to do and so it was a phenomenal experience so that's that's the one that comes to mind and i'm so happy that i'm able to share that now with you 
That's great. That's great. You know, all we need is just that one first person that gives us a chance. And you found that person that created the transformation in your life and she she will always be remembered. Absolutely. Yeah, I have something like that too. Minashi, thank you for sharing. Nana, I would love to hear your story too. Like Minashi was saying, it's, it's hard to pick one. Um, <laughs> I'm blessed to be able to work with so many great teachers and mentors, mm-hmm. right? Um, paid and not paid, right? So, but I think if one, if I had to choose one, I, I would choose the one that um, probably shaped the way that I that I could get out of the minority um, mindset myth is a paid mentorship or having a community of like-minded people. So sometimes sometimes you need to pay for it as well to be in those right. kind of community. And this, so I can name him. His name is Ajit Agarwal. He's a founder of Coach. At about 2016, that's when I didn't know if I could set up a coaching business. So if I I didn't know if if I have the capability as a coach, who am I to you know for Asia to be a business coach and leadership coach over here in the U.S. right? And then at that time I was here in the U.S. about two years already. So the transition mm-hmm. when I came in into the U.S. there's a lot of mindset that trying to impose in me from from the culture from whatever other people were thinking. Well, obviously when we came here, we didn't know that um, minority myth exists, right? Because we were the majority where we came from. <laughs> right. and, and then came here and just like, oh, you are, you're different, you're Asian, you, and you're coming from having international mindset. Um, over here, it was a culture shock. And then it reduced my confidence and it affect a lot of my confidence and and how i can turn things around even though i had such a great background to to coach international leaders like you're talking about ceo of a company in a country leaders but then when i came here i became like a tiny person so this person they got into the program and and he was a great example you know he's from india he didn't have a lot to come with him and he didn't have the credential um, and then he turned things around and, and now is a founder of one of very successful coaching company so i looked into that and he said it's not about the color or the low and signet that is about the value that you bring so because of that mentorship i worked with him um with like so so many like programs and and also one-on-one as well so because of that then i can turn the situation around not going back excellent example nana and you know we all have that imposter syndrome right and coming here starting your life over our life over we always have like questions in our head and um i'm i'm glad that you shared this example of the paid um, you know, mentorship, because sometimes people need to invest in themselves. And yeah, there are people that, you know, willing to jump on a call, speak with you. But those are just one-time conversation. 
it doesn't have a system. It doesn't have a solid proven methodology. So sometimes you just need to start investing in yourself. Awesome. Thank you for sharing with me. Now we have other, some other, you know, interesting questions waiting. Let us move on to the next one. I would like us to reflect on the past year. What's one key lesson you have learned about resilience, adaptability as an expat solopreneur? And how has that lesson impacted your approach to your business? Who would like to start first? Minashi, would you like to share? I know that you have done some incredible work, you know, with your business this year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, before I respond to that, I also wanted to uh, say something. When Nana shared about her experience and, and, you know, getting into a paid mentorship program and the impact that it had, I was reminded of how uh, you had been accepted into, that was Female Foundry. That was 2020. Uh, that was not a paid program, uh, but it was a structured mentorship program. And because you sent that my way, I applied and I got in and we were in the same cohort. And that was, I think, a few months after we had first met. Um, right. And, and we have yet, all three of us, I, I have yet to meet the two of you in person. And that's the, that's the beauty of everything that we're doing today. Uh, so I was reminded of that and I was feeling very grateful because the, I am still in touch with that mentor. Mm. And, you know, we try to meet at least, we, up until last year, we would meet every month. And then this year, it's been more like once a quarter. But we definitely make sure that we meet before the year ends. And so I do like a business review with him. And that has had such a big impact on, on the way I look at my business. And one of the, my big takeaways from that mentorship program in 2020, because it was right before my practice had turned one, that one-year-old. So I just started in 2019. And um, the big takeaway for me was... I finally started looking at myself as a woman in technology because until then I felt like I'd always had tech adjacent roles. Although I'm a trained programmer, I've never really done that for, you know, as, as a job. And I also started looking at myself as a business owner and the clarity around messaging that, so those were my big takeaways from that mentorship program. So as Nara was sharing her, that came to mind and I wanted to plug that in. And, you know, it also ties back to the question that you asked about resilience. Uh, I think this past year, I've had my fair share of disappointments in terms of, you know, uh, anticipated business not coming through, um, people that I thought we had had a good connection, not responding to my proposals. And, you know, I've had quite a few of those. And those are the times when I question everything. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and, and I keep wondering how long I can sustain what I do. How can I sustain my business? The, uh, because I'm totally self-funded, as I know the two of you are as well. And But I also, those are the times when I remind myself of two things. One is, why did I start Nostra Solutions and Services? The purpose of it. Um, and the same mentor who, uh, her name is Anjali, by the way, Anjali Leon. Anjali and I, we, we talk often and... One of the things she had said was that as solopreneurs, what we are really doing is 
redesigning our lives. We are choosing a different way of life. And that really stayed with me because I think that outside of the impact that I want to create and the purpose that I have through Nostra Solutions and Services, which is to really invest in mid-level leadership development for mid-level leaders, I also am very aware that I'm doing this because I'm done with keeping work as the center of my life and designing my life around it. And I'm ready to flip it where work is one of the things that I do. It's one of the, it is a very important part of my life, but it is an important part of my life. It is not my whole life. So now I've chosen to design my life and then my business is a part of it. So reminding myself of that why like there is an external facing why which is the impact that i want to create and the and the way i want to make a living or earn a living and the internal facing why is how i want to design my life so really you know going back to that and i actually have a diary where i had written this when i first started even before i registered my business so i when i'm down i go back to that and i actually look at the words that i've written mm-hmm. down and that's a lot of it's a source of strength um the second thing that has helped me sort of stay the course and be resilient is to celebrate the things that have gone well and also reminding myself that success criteria, we often tend to use money or status as success criteria because that's what we've been programmed to believe. And if if I really step away from that, then the impact that I'm able to create, the people that I'm able to reach, even if it's not paid work, like financially it's not paid, but I know that I'm making a difference and I know that I'm paying it forward because I'm sitting on a mountain load of privilege at this point to be able to even do this, right? Uh, because I always say this, if I was single or if I was uh, the, the main owner in the family, I would still be in that job that I was in four years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. So I know that there's a lot of support that I have even within my family unit that enables me to do the work that I do. So really uh, the way that what has helped me stay the course and remain resilient is reminding myself of the why and also taking the time to acknowledge and celebrate the the journey and the milestones within the journey love that nana what do you think any thoughts on this love your story so look look at your why is always um a very good strategy for you to to reveal when you when you at a down moment, right? So when you're questioning yourself, for sure. So, well, resilience. We all <laughs> have very high resilience as as solopreneur, for sure, because things are not going as planned. Typically, right? When you plan, <laughs> typically don't go as planned, and life happens sometimes, right? That that pull us away from from the plan, but the ability to pivot and reinvent mm-hmm. again and again, um, that's resilience, right? So I think one thing that helped me and also help with my clients when we are looking at imposter syndrome, when we're looking at, I'm not, I'm not good, right? So, you know, I, I don't have what it takes. I can't do it. So always look at how far you have come mm-hmm. because it's a journey and you have traveled very far already. If you look back, look at the timeline that you already accomplished, right? So you have come very far. 
but to go further then then it means that you have the ability to go further something that you already faced today it doesn't mean that it it didn't happen before it did mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in different shape or form capacity right so you have the ability to encounter those already so if you look back then you can have that strength to move forward because you have done well like for me when i look back very down um, this year so i wanted to change the business model and things like that so it's not going as planned as you talk about things happen so looking at okay well in a coaching journey what happened well i was awarded the one of the top leadership coach in the Americas. So that was great. It was 2022. I was in Hydric Struggle, executive coaches supporting these big, great companies and have been doing a lot of things to make a lot of impact. A lot of my clients got promoted. So when you look at that, then, okay, well, I probably did something, <laughs> right? Say, so, okay, maybe, maybe I'm good. So when you look that far, you know, well, we probably in our 40s, right? So when you look back like that, it's, it is a great journey. So why regret? Just keep moving forward. You you both gave me goosebumps. <laughs> it's just amazing. So true. And I'm sure that our, listening, our listeners today, you know, can uh, really feel relevant with our experiences. I think this is a great way for us to, um, you know, discuss the the next um, topic about challenges. Because whenever there are challenges, there are often silver linings as well. Mm. I would like you to highlight a positive experience or unexpected opportunity that emerged for you in 2023 and how it contributed to your growth. Uh, Minashi, would you like to start? So there's a couple of things. One is, so in 20, end of 2022, when I was planning for 2023, I set some intentions and I called them my my big rocks. You know, we all know that story mm-hmm. where if you have a glass jar and you fill that with, you have stones and small pebbles and you have sand and shells and all that. If you fill it up with sand first, you may not have space to put your big rocks Right? So you start with your big rocks and, and figure out those are your most important ones. Those are your non-negotiables. So, so using that analogy, my four big rock intentions for 2023 were um, to grow my one-on-one coaching business, to grow my corporate coaching or group coaching side of the business, to start building my speaking career. And lastly, to number four was to find opportunities in India. And I'm so interested in not only just giving back, but also staying connected with what's happening in the professional community there, especially from a point of view of women in tech and all of that. So those are my four big, big rock intentions for 2023. And I think that I've made progress in each of them. But again, like Nana was saying, it, it didn't work out as planned, like what my vision was for success. But now when I look back, I have a potential opportunity to do some collaborative work within a, with an organization that is invested in women, in developing women in leadership roles uh, starting 2024. Um, you know, fingers crossed, everything goes well. But then I had the opportunity to actually serve as a group, uh, do some group coaching work with, with that organization. 
Um, and then I was able to, I had my first um, in-person speaking opportunity in India at an Agile mm-hmm. conference. That was in April of this year in 2023. And that again came about because of some volunteer work that I had done back in 2020. Uh, and it was all remotely that I had done, you know, and I met this wonderful person, uh, Shri Harsha, and he's the co-founder. He's based in in the UK, but then he's a co-founder of this group that organizes this conference in India. And so that was my connection, right? So those are, so what I learned in this process is setting intentions is so powerful because they are more liberating than goals because you're allowing it to shape up however they, you know, you're open to seeing how it emerges. So those are my like sort of two big um, outcomes that I was able to see. And then, you know, I'm very proud of this opportunity for doing group coaching work with this organization in India, because I did all the work, meaning I pitched something to them. They sh- that idea was shot down, but then they came back with something, hey, but this is what we would like you to do. So it is very different from what I had pitched to them, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but the point is I got the opportunity to become a part of their ecosystem and be in service of women in tech and, and women in leadership roles, which is something that's so aligned to what I want to do through Northstar, right? So I, the thing that I'm learning is that uh, success, especially as solopreneurs, see, we have to grow our revenue because we are it. We are usually one-person teams. So in order for us to sustain the business, the financial aspect of the business is such a big part of it. And that's true for a lot of your listeners and your community, Kwan, as well. Because when you come here as an international student, you you have all these responsibilities, right? So being open to how they translate and also being open to looking at not, not just the finances, but looking at, you know, what's the experience? How are you learning and growing as an individual? So, yeah, so that was that was my more than two cents on that. <laughs> so great. So great. You know, you're a great example of keep moving, right? Yes. Things might not work out as we planned, but you continue planting that the seeds for success. Yes. And you did that in 2022, the result, the outcomes, the fruit of your efforts come up in 2023 and 2024 will be an exciting year for you and wishing you lots of success with your new projects. Minachi. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kwan. Of course. And Nana would love to hear your story on the silver linings as well. Mm. So for me, this year is um, is quite stable in terms of the uh, coaching. So I have been doing a lot of coaching, like one-on-one this year. And then I realized that why well, have the impact, right? But I'm getting older, so I probably can't <laughs> handle too much one-on-one. <laughs> much more and it again a great experience in terms of connecting and and helping leaders Mm -hmm. navigate through uncertainty because there are a lot of them this year Mm -hmm. especially it has been anyway right so it has been non-stop and it will only be faster the change will only be faster now that we have a lot of technology coming in so i think this year for me when it comes to reflection, now we in December, I think it's better for me already not to start expanding and shifting and changing, but more observing and mm. and hold 
the space for for me to choosing a way on where I should go next year and start to reinvent a few things that gonna be able to support my leaders, support the clients to to do better because they will they will face with a lot of challenges next mm-hmm. year for sure. And, mm-hmm. and as we right. already know, the economy is already like banks and stuff like that layoff daily and stuff like that. So, and and many of them affected and, and the business are affected as well. So I think like for me to, to be able to stay still and be that still water, help my clients to, to go through this speed of change. So how do I help them reinvent? How do I help them change next year? I think that that will be something that I also need to reflect. So that's a positive outlook, at least for the whole year. That is great. Nana, you know, you know your niche, right? And you know what works for you. And with the economy that we are experiencing, and surprisingly, like this year, what I have heard is that Majority of the roles that got laid off, they are executive level, which is yes. very di- different from previous years, right? And when you are now going to be the rock for your clients, so important. I I have to say, if I'm not still this year, I probably won't have the container mm-hmm. to be able to support them to go through mm-hmm. the uncertainty. Great. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. We have the last questions of our conversation today. I definitely don't want this, you know, interview to end for sure. <laughs> I really enjoy it so much. Um, for international students and fellow expat solopreneurs listening in, what advice do you have for those trying to establish their support systems and overcome the unique challenges of pursuing a career or business abroad? Nana, would you like to start? Sure. As you already paved away from the beginning, the support system is very important because we need a village, right, to mm-hmm. um, to help us to be successful. And that village is something that you need to find on your own. The support system that's going to be able to help you. The mentors that are going to help guide you the way. The coach that's going to be helping you and holding your hands to whatever the next step that you plan and have the vision for. So for, I, I learned a hard way, right? Coming here and have no network and nothing and, and, and stumble on <laughs> different network. And speaking from experience, like the, the faster you can find yourself with the, the supporting network that you feel safe, that you mm-hmm. feel like this is going to be these people that can help me, mm-hmm. help me grow, not not help me in in you know, pull, pulling me down, right? Because you have different network, <laughs> different supporting system. But we're talking about the real support to help you grow. So find those support groups as soon as possible because that will help you sustain mm-hmm. your sanity <laughs> and your um, mindset. But if you don't have it, it it's is hard. So I think that would be something that I I would love to to live with if if there's nothing else, right? Because it's very important. Mm-hmm. I can't be where I am 
without mentors, teachers, support, for sure. You know, the two of you as well has been a great support. I can't be where I am today. And honestly, like, it takes a village. Take a village. <laughs> great. Mignacci? Yeah. Um, the one thing I'd like to add to what Nana just shared is I can't, there's a quote around this and I can't remember it now, but the the meaning is you know hold yourself uh, hold your values very strongly but hold yourself rather lightly and what i mean by that is if be aware of what the universe is telling you what the environment is telling you and uh, be courageous to pivot and turn as needed and i say that particularly in the context of uh, international students because a lot of you are coming here um this is aspirational to study in the US in, in a university here. And uh, several of you are probably coming with a lot of pressure from your families, from your parents, your partners, whatever the situation, your life situation may be. And it's also a huge financial investment for you to do what you're doing, for most of you, at least. And that's true for those of us that, like me, who come here as accompanying spouses. And it's, you know, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but more often than not, it's the female spouse that ends up coming as the accompanying spouse. At least that's what I've seen in my circles. So there's a lot of pressure in everything that we do. I remember the first few years, I would, um, I would hesitate to spend even a dollar because I, I was like, I'm not bringing in money. You know, I'm not earning money. And so I considered myself an expense. So I would not spend any money. But the point also, so the, so always value who you are and, and stay in touch with why you're doing what you're doing. And at the same time, hold your, your vision and goals a little bit lightly so that you are able to turn when needed, make that big pivot when needed. You know, a lot of times we continue to do what we started doing because we are embarrassed to admit to others that we are no longer interested in it or this is not what speaks to us or whatever, you know, we may realize that we're not doing a great job and we are, we are really they kind of not um, mm -hmm. bringing our whole self to it, but then we kind of continue doing because we feel pressured from the environment. And you, you're probably not living your fullest by doing that. And those of us um, that choose to come to the US for whatever reason, we all come with a lot of privilege anyway. So really leaning into how can you use your privilege in the service of others without you know, falling into the pressure of, of societal expectations and expectations of your family. I think that's the key to, to thriving in an environment, in a foreign environment. Mm -hmm. You are so right. You know, being here as a for foreigner, actually, the the situation is quite different, right? From from people who were born and raised here, we have expectations from the family back home. Yes. We also even set expectation for ourselves. Sometimes it's heavier than what is supposed to be. Um, so it is important to be able to, you know, be flexible and have the goal that 
it's good to have a goal, but at the same time, knowing that it is okay to pivot as well. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do want to share a personal example here that uh, for the last year and a half, I've been, and I've shared this with you in our personal conversations, is that I've been considering looking at full-time roles or even part-time roles, but having one leg in industry because of what I, the kind of work that I do, I've come to a point after about four years, I've done some contract work here and there, but it's not the same as being, as being part of a, a corporate ecosystem. As much as there are parts of it that I don't want to experience again, but I also think that if I want to, if I need to be relevant and in service of my clients who all come from that space, I need to stay relevant. And so I've been looking at roles and I'm open to finding a role because I also, now that I've been, I'm outside of that ecosystem, I realize that I've gained new skills mm-hmm. and I can make better impact in a closed ecosystem if I'm part of it for a considerable continuous amount of time because as a coach consultant you're parachuted in and then booted out right so you Mm -hmm. can't really stay on to see that uh, longitudinal impact if you will so the reason I'm saying this is I am not ashamed to say that hey I'm I have I'm a solopreneur but I will be open to a full-time role or a part-time role if the right one shows up and I'm actively seeking those as well but I'm clear on my why so I'm I I'm not giving up North Star and doing something right. So I think that's that honesty with oneself is so important because a lot of times we forget to do that because we want to be everything to everyone else. Right. So good. So good. And you know what? As a solopreneur, if you can, you know, make things happen, yes. all employers are so going to be so lucky to have you. Right. right? It's- it's, let me uh, piggyback right on that. I think mm-hmm. it is it, important to understand that is a value that you bring into the table mm-hmm. in different capacity. Right. So if, to, to what Minashi was saying is that don't stick with just the shape and form, mm-hmm. being a solopreneur, but stick with the purpose and the impact that we're going to be providing, it might be next year, all of us will be working in a large corporation, making much more impact or philanthropy or having served a, a local business. We don't know, yeah. but those are the capacity that we can tap into. But as long as we don't stick with the form, but we yes. know what we're doing mm-hmm. to be able to make an impact, that's, that's the, most, the most important thing. How beautifully said. Right? Thank you. Nana, such a great conclusion. Thank you so much. And you know, for me, navigating the challenges of this year would have been far more daunting without your wisdom, you two, your encouragement, and your shared experiences that so generous, you know, to me. So thank you for all those words of wisdom. It's been a pleasure having both of you on the show. And our listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, I would appreciate it if you can leave a review or rate our show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Have a great day, everyone. And I will see you next time, next year. Think big and live your dream. Bye.